As a way to honor all of the mothers on here, from now through Mother's Day weekend, you can grab the My Essential Birth course and get the new bonus birth affirmations track plus matching birth affirmation cards and get entered to win one of three goodies from Docatot. Or you can be one of the first five to bundle and save grabbing the My Essential Birth and Postpartum course. And I will personally send you a handmade 100% muslin cotton belly bind with your bonus tutorial video. Plus you get all the bonuses from before the birth affirmation track, matching birth affirmation cards, and you get entered to win one of three goodies from Docatot totaling $247 worth of goodies. Head to myessentialbirth.com forward slash get started and join me in the birth course today. Happy Mother's Day. I woke up one morning and was like, feeling the lowest I've ever felt in my entire life. Something's not good here because I was having very, very low thoughts. I I started doing some research online first and and heard about prenatal depression, which I had never heard of. Like I... I think everybody's heard of postpartum depression, like that comes after the baby gets here, but that they get those same postpartum depression symptoms in pregnancy. Even just knowing that it was a thing was helpful because it gave me some sense of control over it. And then the day I gave birth, it was over. When my baby was on my chest, I felt this like 60 pound weight lift off my shoulders and it was done. It was over. Getting pregnant and giving birth are two of the most exciting things you can ever hope to experience in this life. The moment you think you could be pregnant, you're frantically searching for all the best information, which is why you're here today. I'm Stephanie King, and with my many years of experience as a professional childbirth educator, doula, and lover of all things pregnancy, birth, and postpartum, I'm here to make preparing for your birth enjoyable, empowering, and totally easy. Each week, I'll cover different topics, interview professionals, and get into the nitty-gritty birth stories from mamas just like you. And when you're ready for more, you can join me in the My Essential Birth course at myessentialbirth.com, where I take you step-by-step through exactly how to prepare your mind, body, spirit, and partner for a birth you love. So let's get started. It's time. The My Essential Birth postpartum course is here. Whether you're pregnant, just got baby home, or weeks and months into postpartum, this is the course for you. No more wondering what's normal for your body postpartum, if baby's eating or pooping enough, or how to get a good latch. You now have an all-in-one resource where you can click a topic and get the answer. Learn more at myessentialbirth.com forward slash postpartum and add it onto the My Essential Birth course for even less when you bundle them at checkout. Already in the course? Check your student library and add the course for the same discount. I can't wait to support you on your postpartum journey. All right, welcome back. And this week's reviewer of the week is Jenny Hagen, 18. She says, game changer for a first birth. I am 27 years old and 27 weeks with my first. I originally found this podcast while searching for information on delayed cord clamping after seeing an Instagram account reference it and didn't know what it was all about. After I heard Stephanie discuss all of the evidence in a truly non-biased way, I was hooked and have since listened to about 75% of the episodes and am part of the birth course. I 
have learned so many things I had no clue about. Stephanie has made me feel so confident going into my first birth that despite that twister turns may happen, I feel confident that I have the knowledge to choose what is right for me and baby. My mom is very into naturopathic medicine while my sister is a family practice MD. That must be a really fun dinner conversation, by the way. I'm somewhere in the middle when it comes to healthcare. As you can imagine, hearing both sides to all of these topics has been empowering for me to make my own decisions about what I want birth to look like for me. Thanks, Stephanie, for all you do for women and families. Holy cow. Jenny, thank you so much for that review. Thanks for taking the time. And I seriously, I would love to just be a fly on the wall for those conversations with you and your mom and your sister. That's got to be some really good conversation happening at that dinner table. Um, today, you guys, we have Sarah here with us. I'm going to take a moment and let her introduce herself. But I think this is kind of going back to the review we just had. Um, we were talking about being 27 weeks. What we might talk about here today will probably interest you and those that are listening. Um, Sarah might be somebody that you guys want to follow and kind of like latch on to for um, what to expect during pregnancy and all of that or somebody to kind of like follow along during your pregnancy. Um, but with that, Sarah, will you take a moment and say hello to everybody? Tell us a little about you and your family. Hi, everybody. Uh, my name is Sarah. <laughs> Thank you so much for having me on the podcast, by the way, Stephanie. I'm so excited to be here. Yeah. Um, so for anybody who doesn't know me, um, I have a funny, like comedic Instagram on (laughs) account on obviously Instagram called big kid problems, (laughs) big kid problems. Um, it's, it's basically all kind of like just daily musings about adult life. Um, a lot of the stuff we go through, I recently just went through my first pregnancy. I now have a one-year-old at home. Um, but when I got ready to, when I was getting ready to be pregnant, I decided to create a uh, pregnancy podcast kind of following week by week of my journey through pregnancy. And then, you know, also kind of talking about like everything that was happening every single week of pregnancy with your body, with your baby, um, all of that good stuff. And then just, you know, kind of instilled my own uh, experience in there too, to make it kind of fun and entertaining. And I did that for all the entire way through all 40 weeks of pregnancy are there. The the podcast is called Bottle Service with Big Kid Problems. Uh, and I it was such a hit and so much fun to do that I actually continue and continued it into a postpartum season, which is what I'm in now. But I have my one little boy at home. Um, you know, we're a brand, we're a new family. I, I made it through the first year. I survived. I survived pregnancy. It was a lot rougher <laughs> than I thought it would be. But but um, it's been so fun, and and I and um, I am just obsessed with all things pregnancy, postpartum. It's such an insane life transition. There is so much to it. There's so much that you learn um, through the process that I I feel like I thought I knew what to expect, but I learned so much, and and it really was. Um, really was a roller coaster experience. So I love talking to women who are going through this journey and, um, and I love being a person to kind of like go through it with. Cause I think pregnancy is kind of like a, it can be an isolating experience. You know, you kind of go through oh, it. Yeah. You're, yeah, you're going through it on your own. And so I like that people can follow along with me week by week through pregnancy with them and I, and hear like exactly another person's perspective of exactly what they're going through at the exact same time that you are. So it's been a lot of fun. Yeah. And I appreciate the comedic tilt to it as well, right? Because <laughs> like it is hard and it can be isolating and it's really nice to have somebody to go through it, you know, somebody to go through it with. And then also like, I hope that there's some joking about like, it's okay to feel this way, you know? So yeah, 
I'm That's usually awesome. a lot funnier. When I was recording the podcast, there were some <laughs> weeks where I was like, this is so brutal. I'm recording this from like the bathroom floor. Um, and so I wish, you know, looking back, I'm like, I probably could have been funnier here, but it's tough. It's tough yeah. when you're going through the struggle. Yeah. Yeah. That's totally real. Um, tell me a little bit. You, I don't know. You had mentioned previously when we had talked, like you happen to be one of the only people that were getting pregnant in your mom group. So like just starting there, what was that like for you? Yeah. I mean, I, I actually, I had a couple girlfriends who had gone through it before me. Um, they all had, we, uh, one thing I noticed is all my friends who were pregnant or going through it, they all had totally different experiences. Um, but when I got pregnant, I was, you know, I, I thought it's just kind of interesting that, you know, you talk to other friends and like, even now I'm the same way you call you kind of forget, like they were kind of forgetting all the stuff that they went through, um, through pregnancy. So it, it is hard to kind of like go through it. I feel like kind of alone. Like I, I felt like I was the only person at that specific time going through pregnancy and it, it felt strange. Like I, you know, I, all my friends around me were continuing their lives or going out having fun. Even my husband, you know, who was very invested obviously in the pregnancy with me, like he continue on his normal life. And I, my whole life got flipped upside down the second that I saw that positive pregnancy test. I'm like, yeah. whoa, everything's different. Like I'm not, you know, I'm not drinking. My social life looks different. I felt like crap. I was so tired. I'm somebody who has my own business. All of a sudden I'm like, whoa, it is really hard to get work done or focus on like other things when, you know, I'm going through this pregnancy. So it was, it, it was a surprise, I would say for sure. Yeah. Yeah, definitely. Um, what were some of the things like early on that you noticed right away that kind of like, oh, shoot, I'm pregnant, you know, <laughs> the, like what were some changes that happened to your body? As a way to honor all of the mothers on here from now through Mother's Day weekend, you can grab the My Essential Birth course and get the new bonus birth affirmations track plus matching birth affirmation cards and get entered to win one of three goodies from Docatot. Or you can be one of the first five to bundle and save grabbing the My Essential Birth and Postpartum course. And I will personally send you a handmade 100% muslin cotton belly bind with your bonus tutorial video. Plus you get all the bonuses from before the birth affirmation track, matching birth affirmation cards, and you get entered to win one of three goodies from Docatot, totaling $247 worth of goodies. Head to myessentialbirth.com forward slash get started and join me in the birth course today. Happy Mother's Day. Yeah. Oh my gosh. I mean, I was so surprised at how quickly things progressed because I, I saw that positive pregnancy test. I had like a couple inklings before I even took the test that I'm like, I think I might be pregnant. You know, like I, I was experiencing bloating, but like I, which I normally do before my period, but like it was like all in my uterus, <laughs> you know, my boobs were su super swollen and, and we had been trying. It was like the first month that we actually tried um and like did all the things to try and get pregnant and i was like oh my god i think this might this might be it um and then really by like week five i i, I was just i i had always told myself you know 
even though I didn't, I wanted to get pregnant and I was like, I, I just, this is going to be, this is going to be so crazy, but at least I have nine months to prepare. You know, I have nine months to get ready for baby. And what I realized is as soon as I saw that pregnancy test was positive, I'm like, oh no, like life changes right now. You know, like it was, it, it, it just happened so fast. And I'd say one of the first inklings was, um, uh, nausea, nausea came on really quickly and suddenly, suddenly food. I'm, I'm somebody who like mm-hmm. loves to eat, loves <laughs> to cook. One of the things I was like most excited for in pregnancy was I'm like, Oh my God, I get to like eat all my favorite foods and not feel bad about it. And really early on, every food disgusted me. <laughs> like, <laughs> yes. like my, It was so weird. I had never heard of that. I had never heard of food aversions. And every food that I like to eat, I was suddenly so grossed out with, you know, like everything was gross to me. And that was a surprise. Like I usually have like eggs in the morning. My (laughs) husband made me eggs and I was like, get that away from me. (laughs) I can't do it. So I would say that was one of the first early surprises. Uh, Yeah, (laughs) that's and it's the worst, too, because, yes, you just want things to taste yummy. So did that nausea last forever for you or was it around that like 12 to 14 weeks? Did you start to feel better? Did you get to have some of those yummy foods Did they taste good again at some point? What's weird is um so the all day nausea because that was another thing I was like, people tell you it's morning sickness. No, I was sick morning to night. All I wanted to do was lay on the couch. That only, thank God, lasted about 14 weeks where it was like true hell. (laughs) And I I had to get on like prescription medicine for nausea because it was just so, so bad. And uh, and about then, I think I had to wait until I was about 12 or 14 weeks to get on that prescription medicine. As soon as I got that in my system, I started feeling a lot better. Yeah, that's good. So did yeah. were did those like did the photo versions go away? Were you able to like start eating again? <laughs> so kind of no. Like no. Was, that was that was the worst part is they weren't as bad as in the beginning because in the beginning like I couldn't even touch meat. Like I and my husband's there. He's like, no, we had this. I'm a very healthy eater. Like I, you know, I eat my proteins, I eat my like my leafy greens, my vegetables. I wanted none of that. Pretty much all pregnancy by like wow. the end of trimester two, trimester three, I could like stomach those things and eat them because I knew that they Aww, were good for me. Thing. But I know <laughs> I did not want them. Did not want them. Aww. I'm so sorry. That is so sad. I'm sorry. <laughs> yeah. Um. Okay. Did you have anything as far as your pregnancy goes? Like, were there any complications or anything that came up for you that I don't know, maybe would be helpful for other moms to hear? Yes. So a couple of things. Um, one that I had never heard of that was kind of a surprise for me is about week 17, I want to say week 18. I, and I'm somebody who like, I have anxiety normally and have like tasted, you know, had like little tastes of depression here and there in my twenties, but like never really felt depressed, depressed. Um, I woke up one morning and was like feeling the lowest I've ever felt in my entire life. And I thought maybe it was like just like a bad day. And then like the next day happened and it was a really bad day. And then day three happened and I'm like, uh oh, something's not good here because I was having very, very low thoughts. Um, And I ended up getting in touch with a therapist because I was like, 
I started doing some research online first and and heard yeah. about um, prenatal depression, which I had right. never heard of. Like I, I think everybody's heard of postpartum depression, like that comes after the baby gets here. But there's like a sister to it that affects, a, a, you know, a lower percentage of women. I think somewhere between like 15 to 20 percent of women in pregnancy, but that they get those same postpartum depression symptoms in pregnancy. So um, I was diagnosed with that, um, which was a surprise I had never heard of. But um, even just knowing that it was a thing was helpful because I was so, you know, it gave me some sense of control over it. But um, I did experience that my entire pregnancy where I was feeling pretty low. I I luckily was able to use some tools and um, to get myself out of like the depths of it so I could just kind of like skeet by on like a low grade depression and then the day I gave birth it was over it was the really thing. that, that oh. quick oh that's happened. so interesting like that when my baby was on my chest I felt this like 60 pound weight lift off my shoulders and it was done it was over so that was I hope if anybody else listening is experiencing any level of that at least maybe that gives you some comfort that like it can change as quickly as it comes on um and then I did experience some complications um about week 34 35 where my baby wasn't um turn like they were they were I was getting my my ultrasounds and they realized my baby hadn't turned down and he was Mm. in the breach breach position and um he stayed in the breach position I tried absolutely everything (laughs) there's all these crazy techniques I tried all of them to flip that baby and he never flipped so I was a breach breach baby Mm, yeah I okay a couple of things I love that you brought up the prenatal depression it is a very real thing I think it's important that moms hear about it I too experienced that and had no idea what it was in fact I've talked about it before where my sister um, or people within my family have like experienced depression and I remember thinking even like as we were growing I'm like just just pick yourself up like come on like it's not Uh that big of a deal and then when it happens you're like oh Like, I can't think my way out of this. I can't exercise my way out of this. I can't eat my way out of this. Like, this is, it's here to stay. Um, And I love that you caught it, too. And we're like, day three, I need help. What can I research? I love that there's information online about it now and that you were able to reach out to a therapist. I, in my cuteness, called my doctor and they were like, well, are you thinking of harming yourself? And I'm like, well, no, like I'm aware of that being wrong. And no, I'm not going there. I'm like, but this is not normal for me. They're like, well, unless you want depression meds, like there's not much we can do. And I'm like, okay. So then, you know, I went to the store and I bought candles. I I ended up doing some like self-medicating things, you know, that I actually are along the lines of like what you can do to help yourself without knowing that that's what, what was happening. But now, yes, if, if you are experiencing prenatal, you know, worries or depression or invasive thoughts or intrusive thoughts, then yes, you can reach out to people and they are there to help you. I recommend seeing somebody like a therapist. So I love that you shared that. Yeah. And that makes me so sad that your like primary care doctor didn't have more information because that's the thing is, and, yeah. and therapy, therapy was like one piece of the puzzle. It helped. Totally. Like it wasn't like the thing that helped the most. 
you know, like I did, I just, I took on like a whole, I'm like, I'm going to, I'm going to fix this. And I, I did a lot of different stuff. There is actually a lot of things that you can do to make you felt feel better. Um, you know, dep- it, it, I did stay, I, I kind of, one of the, one of the things I did, um, that actually helped me was I started giving myself like a, a grade every day. Like I, I was like, where is my mental health at? And like zero I love being, that absolute the worst feeling the lowest I've ever felt level 10 being like the happiest I've ever been and seeing where I was at every single day actually was really really interesting because on the very very low days it feels like oh my god I'm I'm always gonna feel this depressed and I've always felt this way and this is never gonna get any better but I could like objectively look at like my little calendar and be like no actually this is a one I only have like one or two one days out of the month a lot of them are on that three four scale so like you're just in a really bad spot so like quantifying it was one of the things that I did um I did a lot of self-care where it was like bubble baths, massages, facials, like just took really good care of myself on those bad days. I think nutrition plays a huge role. I think physical activity plays a big role, you know, making sure to get out of side on those really tough days and like listen to like upbeat music or a funny podcast or like do some, some things that would just like lift my spirits on those tough days. And all of that helps. Like anybody who tells you only medicine is the way to go, like that is so not it. <laughs> yeah. No, I love everything that you shared about that. And it's funny, even you grading yourself. So um, I have been with therapists and that is something that I was told to do. It wasn't necessarily a grade, but it was basically like a plot chart. And there's actually an app and I don't know the name of it, but you can like put in like it's a scale of one to 10, like where you're feeling and it gives you like... um like names of emotions and stuff to like base it off of and so that you can go back and look at it so like I don't even know if you meant to like do that but like that's it's a real thing you know to like be able to look back and say like yeah no I am okay or better okay most of the time like I'm in a bad spot right now and I can objectively look at that and kind of move on from there or know that I need to do some extra things today to be in a better place so that's solid there is there is so much power in you know, understanding your emotions and allowing yourself to feel the emotions. And I, I like that that app like helped you name them like by giving like certain things because I ha- I've used an app like that before. And I always thought that was really helpful because sometimes like y- you can't always articulate exactly what you're experiencing. You're like, well, I just feel bad. And then when you yeah. start to see these <laughs> other words and you're like overwhelmed or whatever it is, you're right. like, oh yeah, no, it's the overwhelm that is making me feel this way. And then it kind of helps you like know, okay, I'm feeling overwhelmed. Maybe I can ask my husband to like do the groceries later today, which I was planning on doing, but like start to take things off my plate. It just helps you like understand yourself a little bit better. And I think it's really helpful. Totally. That's solid advice too. We actually, so we have, I'll, I'll link to it. There's um, an emotion wheel and we use it with our kids. Like, can you, like I'm sad. I'm this, I'm that. I'm like, well, point like you're what? And once they can identify it, it helps them, but it helps me as mom know too, like, how can I help you? So solid. I love that so much. Um, okay. So I, I love talking about, I like to bring the dads into it as often as I can. So tell me a little bit about your relationship, maybe like before and how that changed or grew or like progressed as you became pregnant and now into motherhood or parenthood. Oh man. Okay. So my husband, Brandon is like, 
he is the dad of the group. Like that's one of the things that attracted to him to me to him initially is just he is like such he's just such a dad. Like he's a caretaker. <laughs> Even when we were like I was in my early 20s and he was in uh his early 30s and we were dating like he He's just the guy like he would take care of all my girlfriends. He would make sure like the drunkest one in the group got an Uber home, check on her, make sure she was safe. Like he was just like the person that like oversaw everything and like made sure everyone was okay. And I always just thought that was hot. (laughs) You know, (laughs) Um, it is attractive. Like caring is attractive. Yes. (laughs) A hundred percent. And it was, you know, when we were talking about, you know, you know, getting married, marriage and family and all that stuff. We were definitely on the same page. And one of the things that we got on the same page too about is just like, I come from a family where like my mom did all the work. Like my mom did everything. She was so selfless and it drove her freaking crazy. Like she, she was, I feel like she wasn't the happiest mom because like she was just so overwhelmed and anxious the whole time. And when I was looking for a partner, like I really like wanted somebody who was going to not make me do everything. Like I wanted somebody who was active, who wanted to take a very hands-on role to fatherhood. And that was Brandon a hundred percent. And um, in pregnancy, I mean, he was, he did everything he could, you know, like yeah. there's not much these guys <laughs> Only so can much do. you can do. Yeah. yeah. Um, I mean, feeding me every day was like his biggest challenge because it, I was like, I was like, I'm hungry. He's like, what do you right. want to eat? I'm like, nothing. Everything sounds disgusting. He's like, I don't know what to do for you. So him feeding me through pregnancy was like, he'll say was the hardest part. And then um, when baby got here, he has been so amazing. Um, I mean, he's done things like I've talked about on my podcast where I'm like, y'all, if your husband's not doing this, you need to train them to do this. Like one of the biggest things he did for me is um, he takes morning shift from me every every morning since the day my baby was born because I I'm a night owl I need to sleep in and I need sleep like I I just I am not my best version of myself if I'm getting like under a certain amount of hours so he very early on is the person who wakes my baby up every day you know feeds him in the morning and I I get to like mosey downstairs an hour an hour and a half after he does and it like has made the biggest difference I think in in everything and I I I always say I'm like I get to be the mom that I want to be because of my husband like because Brandon a lot like helps me so much and and it's just amazing it's great I love that. Yeah, that's amazing. So were there any like, I'm sure you kind of went through, you talked about like some mood stuff, even like depression and stuff. Did that affect your guys' relationship at all? Like during that pregnancy? Um, you know, it affected me so much so that, uh, you know, of course it kind of, it affects us both. Like when I'm in a bad place, like it's, it's hard for him. What was hard for me was articulating it to him um, was like just to have him understand what I was going through was like my biggest challenge. And, and, and I like, I spent so much time trying to like explain to him what was going on with me and like 
why I was feeling the way I was feeling. And I think he did his best to like understand. Um, but that was hard. It was hard to be going through something like so tough and difficult. And like, you're, you know, we're used to going through life together. We've been together almost 10 years. And this was a thing where I'm like, I am having a completely different experience than you are. And like, he's like living his best life. Like nothing's changed, like golf in a couple days a week. And like, I'm miserable, you know. Yeah, so I'm it dying. was definitely tra- <laughs> it was definitely tough. And I think also like even as amazing as he was and he was like such a such a great partner through all of this, I always think like women were going to have some resentments towards our husband because like we we do we get the short end of the stick here. We have to carry this baby, we have to birth this baby. You know, we go through a postpartum period and like even though he did everything that I feel like he could have done right, like I still had resentments towards him um for a period of time. And I think it's just natural. I think it's part of it. Yeah, I'm glad you shared that cuz I I do think that that is very normal and I think women are going to experience that. Um and I love that you shared like even though he was so helpful that 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 those things still came up. Those things were still real for you. I remember feeling the same way. Like, I I don't know what I thought in my head when I was going to be getting pregnant and getting married and all this stuff life was going to be like. But it was like, holy cow. Like, once you make the decision to get pregnant and you're carrying this baby and, like, your whole world revolves around this pregnancy and that baby, um, life is just... It, there's never... You don't go back. There's no going back. So, it's... Yeah, it's very... It's very different and it's totally normal to, like, work through all those things. I feel super grateful for it now. I'm sure you feel the same. Like, everything that you guys do together as a couple, you grow. You get closer. It's all really great in the end. But, man, <laughs> it can yeah. be challenging during the time. Totally for challenging. Sure. Yeah, but you're yeah. so right. I think like after going through something like this, like it really does you're like, "Whoa, we can go through anything." <laughs> yes. Totally. Yeah. Totally. Yeah. I love that. Um are there were there like things that you were able to like articulate or like talk to him about post being pregnant that like kind of like help him understand like this is where I was at where like I wasn't able to like really get you there with me now, but like this was the situation. So like moving forward, should we have more babies? Like, have you guys been able to chat about that at all? Yeah, um, there is actually there's actually this like fun visual I gave him. And I have actually like told my other friends husbands this because I think it paints a really good picture. I talked about it on my podcast, too. But this was like a good like I feel like metaphor for how I felt in postpartum is just because like I know there was times, especially in those early months where we are, we're both so exhausted, you know, like we're both so drained and, um, and I, I would start, especially like around this time is when I started feeling resentful because like, I was like, you think you're tired, (laughs) you know, like I just literally, I'm still recovering from, you know, abdominal surgery and like all the hormones and all of this stuff. Like you have no idea what tired feels like. Like like, there was just like times where in those like early days where I feel like we were both like a little bit at each other's throats. And I explained to him this visual where I was like, okay, this is a time, imagine we're both in like a rocky sea right now. Like we're, we're out in the middle of the ocean. The waves are crashing on us. Like we're fighting for our lives right now. 
you're in a little boat like you imagine like you, I'm in the water sitting here drowning like the waves crashing over me and you are at least in like a little dinghy boat with like a little blanket over you like mm. that is the difference <laughs> of like what's going on here like you think you're scared in these oceans like I've got like you know a, a surgery and like my hormones are insane and like my boobs are aching like you don't have to deal yeah. with a lot of the stuff under the surface that I'm dealing with. And so he, once I gave him that visual, he was like, oh yeah. Okay. And I'm also like, every time that you're like, just trying to give me encouragement, like think about like that person who's in the dinghy next to the person who's drowning. Like you're doing great. Mm. I'm like, shut up. (laughs) (laughs) Shut up. (laughs) You know? So I don't know if that was the answer to your question, (laughs) but it's helped us. (laughs) <laughs> Good. God, no, that's awesome. I'm sure other women will be able to use that visual as well. So that's great. Um, okay. Well, how about like looking back or just like genuine curiosity? Is there anything looking back pregnancy or postpartum that you would have done differently? Like knowing what you know today? <sighs> oh my gosh. You said pregnancy or postpartum? Mm-hmm. Oh man. Okay. Um, there, there, there's like so many things. Um, the thing that comes most to mind and any of your listeners, by the way, are already ahead of me on this because they're listening to your show. Um, I spent a lot of time in pregnancy, like just learning about pregnancy and like learning everything that was happening to my body, my baby. Like I was, I was doing my own podcast. So like I was very, very knowledgeable of everything that was going on in pregnancy. I don't think I did enough due diligence preparing myself for birth and preparing myself for, you know, what could happen? Like what are some common issues that happen? Like I knew a, a couple weeks ahead that I had a breech baby and that their ber- delivery was going to be a little bit complicated. And I did not do enough research, I feel like, um, to properly get myself prepared for what would inevitably happen. And because I didn't, I was really caught off guard Um in my birth and it had like a lot of residual effects for me. Like I, I experienced like a little bit of trauma from, from my birth. I was just so shocked during it, um, that a a couple of different things happened. Um, and just so caught off guard that I, it really kind of like messed with my brain. Like my brain chemistry, I feel like changed after birth. And I was experiencing like some post-traumatic stress, like after that. And I feel like if I had been if I had properly um, educated myself a little bit more, maybe that wouldn't have been the case. Yeah, I appreciate you sharing that. I think I think you're not alone in that. And I can totally relate. That's a lot of what my first birth, it's why I got into doing what I do today. Um, so I, yeah, I greatly appreciate that. It's really true there. And so, but now like you do have that going into your next birth, should you choose to have more children, you know, it's like, and you can share that with other women, like, this is what I experienced. This is how I think it could help to know these things or do these things prior. So that's really excellent. Thank you so much for that. Yeah, of course. I know. I even know just even from sharing my birth experience, um, because I had, I had my, I delivered by cesarean and he was a breech baby. I never went into labor, uh, you know, it was a scheduled C-section. And when my baby was delivered, he had trouble breathing, which is apparently like pretty common 
with breech babies, especially if they don't start the labor process, like, you know, um, cause babies naturally that you go from like, and you probably know more of this than I do, but go from breathing amniotic fluid to needing to breathe air. And, um, when you go through labor, like that process naturally happens, like my baby never went through that. So when he was born, he was having a lot of trouble breathing and like needed to be taken out of the room. Even sharing that experience on my podcast, I've had numerous people reach out to me and be like, I listened to that before I gave birth and then it happened and I was less scared because I knew that that was something that happens. Like I knew that it, it, it was a possibility. So um, I think hearing stories of birth, I think, um, you know, knowledge is power, you know. 100%. Yes, you're preaching all, all the right things in all the right places. Yes. <laughs> um, before we jump off here, and thank you so much for everything that you have walked us through today that has been so fun. Um, tell us a little bit about you mentioned your podcast and all that stuff. I want women to know where to find you, how to listen to your stuff and and all of that. So will you take a moment and talk about all of that for a moment? Of course. Um, <laughs> guys, you can kind of find me on Instagram is just really easy. Big kid problems. And that I, you know, I have linked to everything. My, my podcast is bottle service with big kid problems, or you can just find that anywhere that you get your podcasts it's on Apple. It's on Spotify, all the major networks. Um, but, uh, what's fun with that is if you're in pregnancy, like you can, you can, <laughs> All my pregnancy episodes are at the beginning of that show. So you kind of have to scroll down to get to the pregnancy episodes, but you can find your week. So like if you're 15 weeks pregnant listening to this, you can go and find week 15 and kind of follow along from there. You can, you know, your week 27, you find your week and go from there, which I, I think people really like. Um, and then I'm also in a postpartum season right now. So I continued it on. I I ended up after going through postpartum myself, I, I take topics every single week I bring in experts on certain things that can help us get through postpartum that I know that I wish I had when I was going through it because I think that there's just a lot of surprises and bumps along the road. Yes. <laughs> I'm actually going to have you on the podcast. You're going to be one of my experts coming on. So um, yes, so take a listen there. If you're following along here, I'll put a link to that just whenever I don't know which one's going to go first, but there will be links so that you guys can listen to that. Yes, yes. So definitely come hang out. Um, it's a great place. And, and I'm on Instagram too, you know, at Big Kid Problems and then on my personal Sarah Merrill underscore hall. And like people are in my DMs all day long. I'm talking pregnancy <laughs> and postpartum stuff with, with women all day long. So you can hit me up there and, um, we can, we can just, you know, chat all the things. Yeah. And be friends. I love it. Yeah. <laughs> well, thank you. Thank you, Sarah. This has been so fun. I appreciate it. Thanks for having me. If you loved what you heard today, the very best way to support this podcast and help other moms to find it is to leave a quick review. I read one at the beginning of the episodes and I would love for yours to be next. And if you're ready for even more pregnancy, birth, and postpartum goodness, come join me in the My Essential Birth course at myessentialbirth.com where I will hold your hand and walk you through pregnancy and birth step-by-step step so you're totally prepared for a birth you'll love. See you next week.